Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello there, and welcome to episode number 52 of Around the Hearn. We made it to one whole year of this show, and today is exactly what I've been trying to do on this show, or what the idea that I had in mind to showcase some things and maybe some teams that you didn't know a lot about, you don't hear a lot about in other media, and whether that's uh, radio, TV, Twitter, whatever, just uh, kind of a different look. I've got Nick Wilson, the St. Mary's Girls soccer coach. They get ready for their regional final appearance on a Saturday afternoon. He talks about how he's gotten to this point, and you hear him back from being on a couple of episodes ago. But uh, I love what the St. Mary's Girls program is doing right now and a big supporter of the Rough Riders kind of have a a hand in, you know, calling St. Mary's Sports. But also, Ottawa Glendorf's Holly Flickinger is the uh, cross-country coach. She talks about her program and about everything that they're doing to get ready for state this week. Kind of spent a lot of time in Ottawa. Ryan Gutman, the Bakken's cross-country coach, and Matt Langdon at Lincoln View's cross-country coach. Now, I'll be honest with you, I had not spoken to either one of these gentlemen before outside of a couple of emails, but after listening to Holly and these two guys, I'm ready to get out and go run down the street and try to get uh, any kind of running in. Just three terrific interviews. They all talk about state coming up this weekend. They've all got great stories, and I hope that you enjoy all three of the interviews and uh, give it a little bit something different. I've been trying to get uh, something like Cross Country on for a while. Finally got a recommendation, or about 10, on Twitter about these three, among many other area coaches, and I wanted a chance to kind of to be able to showcase them, and I thank all of them for coming on for this week. Big week for cross country. The Bakken's cross country team has their boys at team qualify as well as Brittany Arnold and Emma Canning. You'll hear about that coming up in a bit. The uh, Minster team cross country boys qualified as well, and I love the story. They did this on uh, WLIO on uh, NBC Lima a couple of days ago, Fort Loramie, who finished second in the regionals, has had a couple of second-place finishes as a team at the state level. We'll head down to Fortress Obitz this weekend, featuring the Borchers sisters and their cousin, Danny Rethman. They will seek the uh, school's first state title. They've also got the Gasson twins and a cousin that runs on that program in a family affair. That makes for a cool story, and I hope that they all are able to do well along with all of the other area athletes who are competing down in the greater Columbus area this weekend. Speaking of that, this weekend, big weekend for high school soccer as we get the regional rounds underway this week. Last night, unfortunately, Continental lost to Riverdale. Riverdale will take on Ottawa Hills on a Saturday at 3 p.m. Bakkins, the boys knocked out the defending champions, Columbus Academy. They'll now get Cincinnati Marymount. It's been a game that's been moved to Saturday night. It's a 7 p.m. start. Saw Bakken's earlier this year. They are a well put together, a fast team that I hope is able to have a big matchup win on Saturday. Shawnee boys beat Toledo Central Catholic last night. They'll play at Lexington on Saturday. Enjoy that trip. Finley won on penalty kicks. They beat Anthony Wayne. They go to Ken Duke Stadium in Medina on that fast turf up there. I've seen it in person, and it is a big, fast venue. Talked about St. Mary's. They beat Lake Catholic at overtime, but we'll talk about that coming up 
here in just a few with Nick Wilson on the anniversary version of this show. But as I said, it's just about noon on Thursday, and we are less than a week away now from the State Volleyball Tournament at Vandalia Butler at the Student Activity Center next week. And it's a big, 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 big day for volleyball. Fort Loramie and Rushi will tangle at Northmont High School at 7.30 tonight. The winner awaits the, uh, actually they'll know, the winner of New Bremen and Tri-Village, which is the game before that. That'll happen on Saturday at 2 o'clock. So either Loramie or Rushi against New Bremen or Tri-Village for a uh, trip to state. You've got volleyball at the Elida Fieldhouse tonight. And by the way, I know at least that New Bremen game can be heard on WCSM later tonight. And uh, I believe as well, they're all going to be broadcast on WOSN later on. Uh, Tiffin Calvert takes on Fort Recovery. I would believe as well that uh, the boys at Fort Recovery Radio might be doing that one. If not, check them out anyways. They're a terrific listen. So Calvert and Fort Recovery at 530 at Elida. And then I know on WZOQ Radio at 730, you can hear Lipsick take on North Central. Winners play each other on Saturday at 2 o'clock at the Fieldhouse. And a pair of games up at Lake High School in Millbury, just off 75. You've got Tenora and Huron. Huron expected to be very good. A lot of pub for them in the uh, second game from folks that I've been talking to. I want to say the uh, Tenora Rams Sports Live Network will have that one. You can find them on Facebook. If not, again, a terrific listen. Anyways. And then Ottawa-Glendorf is the early game. And uh, you can hear that one on WZOQ Radio. They take on Northridge at 5 o'clock. Winners play on Saturday at 2 p.m. at Lake. If it's OG, you can hear that on WZOQ Radio as well. The one kind of outlier, Versailles will take on Archbishop McNicholas. The winner gets either North Union or CHCA on a Saturday afternoon at Fairmont. I know that one is going to be on... Uh, WOSN and uh, their platforms. Also, uh, WTGR, I would believe, is doing the Versailles game as well. High school football just kind of paring down. We get to the regional finals this week. D7 has a tremendous matchup that you can hear on K94 on Friday night. Pre-game at 6.30, kickoff at 7. It'll be Marion Local taking on New Bremen. Teams played earlier this year. Marion Local won back in, I believe it was week number two. Winner of that one gets either Lima Central Catholic or Hopewell Loudon. That uh, game, I know, is on a couple of different outlets as well. Liberty Benton Girls Soccer picked up the win uh, a couple of nights ago against Kaleida. They will host Eastwood on Saturday at noon. And the uh, big Saturday night game for me, Mechanicsburg against Coldwater. 6.30, uh, the pregame 7 o'clock kickoff on K94. Winner of that one. We'll take on a Columbus Grove Fairview winner, a game that can be heard on Z Sports Live and on WZOQ Radio as well on a Saturday night. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there's two interesting matchups. The state came out with their bracketing this week, and that's exactly what they did, kind of uh, to the shock of nobody, especially with the close down with COVID going on. Uh, just aware those are yet to be uh, determined. And Van Wert. They beat top-seeded Bellevue last week. Beat them handily, 41-22. Shout-out to uh, Owen Treese and a couple of touchdowns he put up in the open. He was on uh, a couple of weeks ago. You can go back and listen to all these episodes on iTunes as well as you can find the list at michaelhearn.com. But Van Wert 
And WERT will get the uh, trip to Shelby to take on the second-seeded Whippets. That is 7 o'clock on Saturday. I'd assume their pregame. About an hour beforehand, or half an hour beforehand, one of the two. Turn it on, tune in, go Cougars. And uh, a handful of congratulations. Allie Vaughn of Fort Recovery. Not only will she play this weekend, signed her letter of intent to play at Huntington College in Indiana for the Foresters. So congratulations to Allie for continuing her volleyball career. And Ottawa Glendorf golfer Zach Stick-Schulte announced he'll golf at the University of Northwestern Ohio, just down there off of Cable Road. NWCC and uh, their uh, wise. Let's go with that. Commissioner Aaron Matthews put out the uh, honors this week. Elgin's Zach Winslow, the coach of the year. This one probably a surprise to nobody who pays attention. Kale Long, Riverside's running back, is the offensive player of the year. And Perry defensive back, Tavares Glenn, is the uh, defensive player of the year. Just a couple of quick notes on college players in the pro. Lima seniors Jalen Thomas, 10 tackles last night. Unfortunately for him, Ball State fell to Miami of Ohio. Saw a, uh, a tweet about Dantes Walton playing overseas. He had 19 points, 10 rebounds. and was named player of the game in his team's last outing. And a special shout-out to my boy Damon Blair. He uh, was kicking at Ohio Northern University, now the backup kicker at Mullen Green State University, repping Spencerville High School as proudly as can be. Also has about as long of hair as can be. Shout-out to him. Unfortunately, the Falcons got whacked 38-3 at Toledo. Got down early on and gave up three touchdowns in the first half. Could never really get going. But uh, local products, Kevin Peel and Todd Walker, did a tremendous job on the uh, broadcast of that ball game. Listened to it on my way home from uh, soccer last night and just uh, enjoyed it. Uh, support as much local as you can. That's kind of the whole point of this whole show. Back and uh, talking soccer when we come back, and then some cross country here on the uh, anniversary episode of Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kissel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on American Road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and will be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, home of the Titan Burger, and if you're really hungry, the Cow Tipper. Tony's grounds their hamburger meat each day. Each patty is fresh and never frozen and not cooked until you order it. Don't forget to add some of the great sides like French fries, pickle fries, and their great breaded mushrooms. While you're there, you can't forget to get some of their great ice cream, ice cream treats, and frozen yogurt. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, making burger history since 1962. 
Talking about cross country, here is the uh, state meet this weekend at Fortress Obitz. And uh, Holly Flickinger, the uh, head coach at Ottawa Glendorf High School. First of all, thank you so much for coming on and hopefully teaching me something about cross country. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad that you called me and wanted to interview me. So I laugh uh, about just the fact that you guys are going to a fortress to run this weekend. I know. I did too. I was like, what is this? The fortress? I know. It's pretty exciting. With having football down there, too, coming up in a couple of weeks, I kind of laughed. I've looked into it, obviously, a little bit more, and people keep asking, like, why do they call it a fortress? Why is it Fortress Obitz? I'm like, the only explanation I have is the location? I I don't know. Where else would you build a fortress, I guess? I know, and it, but it looks like all fields, and it looks very, very flat, so that's a good thing for cross-country runners. <laughs> They'll get some good times. Well, it's kind of a difference, too, from the last handful of years for you guys, right? Um, yes, for us at Ottawa Glendorf well, and our team, yes. Cross country, yeah, that too. Yes, but yes. A terrific year this year. You get uh, the regionals last weekend in Tiffin. How different is that course from what you guys expect to see this weekend? Okay, so the course at Tiffin is pretty tough. There um, are several hills that they have to worry about, especially one right at the end. Um, but then the girls know or the guys know also that right when they get up that hill, they have about 800 left to go so they know that they can just push it through but it is definitely shocking at the end of the race when you have to go up that hill and it looks this fortress looks really flat so the girls are kind of excited about that they're like it looks flat it's not going to be like tiffin and also tiffin was kind of muddy and that adds a whole nother dynamic there was a lot of mud everywhere on the course too so they had to worry about that and it's going to be it's been a nice week the it looks like it's going to be dry and it's going to be warm. So that's a whole nother dynamic. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you expected that when you started looking at the calendar back in August of, all right, when we get to state, it's probably going to be maybe snowy or a little rainy or something like that. Wait, what? 70? How'd yes. that happen? Yes. I know. Usually like at Tiffin, even it's usually, you never know. It's the last couple years that we've went, it's been rainy and windy and then sometimes it'll sleet a little bit and you're just like oh heavens what is happening <laughs> what is happening <laughs> and the kids are like uh, some kids decided that they'd get spikes at the last minute i'm like that is not a good idea but if you're not used to it but then it's muddy so but that's not the place to be making those decisions <laughs> um but yeah you just never usually it's nasty at this time of year and it is such a, an interesting thing, too, because there's so many, you know, a lot of people will look at it, well, they're just running from here to there. But with the, the difference in the spikes in different things, I mean, you guys go on a normal year. Obviously, 2020 does not apply, but kind of uh, running the gamut in terms of with it being in the fall of uh, from uh, nice weather, terrible weather. And there probably, I would think, is a lot more of a thought to go into, all right, what do I need to do throughout the course of the whole year? Do I need to change things or do I need to be used to that? Right. And then usually it starts off really, really hot and then they have to get used to those temperatures and then it slowly cools off and the times definitely do go down when it starts to cool off. Some people um, enjoy running in the fifties and then you'll have like a forties and then now all of a sudden we're in the seventies. So that's, that's a challenge in itself. Um, because then you get hotter and, oh, and then the other days when it's really cold, you have snot and spit and everything's just coming out. It's just, it's so different. You have to prepare yourself for anything and you have to bring layers or be able to take layers off so that you are ready to compete. 
Well, I found it interesting. I was reading about Bakken's because I've got uh, Ryan Gutman coming up in a little bit too. And I don't know if this is a, a them thing or I'm curious if you guys do the equivalent to this. He said going into his season, uh, the two kids that are standouts on his team, Alan Fullenkamp and Donovan Brown, ran over 700 miles on their logs or 40 miles a week. Is that comparable to other programs or are they a little high or low there? Um, I think a lot of programs do that. That's not quite how our program works. Um, I would not be able to get the kids to come out and run. Um, I try to get them to run more in the summer and that's what we're working on, um, now, uh, more than anything, because we have to have that, um, aerobic base when they start the season. And there's only so much we can do if they don't have that base. Um, some kids just have that athletic ability that they can bring their times down and really, um, try to make our plan for the season so that they can do that and develop our plan so that they can do that. But there's only, like I said, so much you can do when they don't have that aerobic base. Um, we don't run as much like that during the week. We do a lot of running plus a lot of other types of conditioning. I am um, an anatomy teacher, and I've taught aerobics and other health classes for many, many years and outside of the school. And I realize the importance of doing a lot of cross-training. So I really try to get them their whole bodies and also their nutrition um, involved. Um, I would like to add more miles, but we would lose kids. And for example, like Alexa and Madeline, they both did soccer. So we really didn't get to see them that much, but I did give them workouts um, to do before they went to soccer or after they had soccer practice to try and keep them their miles up. But the fact is that our kids, they do it because they want to be part of a team. And some of them do have that drive um, to run all the time and really bring their times down. But some of them, they just wait for the season. And if we push them too hard, they're just not going to go out for the, the next year. <laughs> so that's unfortunate for us, but we're trying to change it. I find so. that interesting about Alexa and Madeline because I've talked to the soccer coach, Chris Podraski, about that too. And he kind of says, you know, he knows that at some point he's going to lose them because – they're able to be so good, and especially Lexus won a handful of races this year. But does that help or or hurt the girls? Do you think that I mean soccer for the most part is a lot of running? So how does that work? Um, they, I would say, they're both athletes. Not all girls can do that. Not all boys can do that. They're not built that way. Their bodies can't handle it. But Alexa is a runner. She has a runner's body, and most runners go out and they'll run miles and miles and sometimes miles before they run their race and then miles after they run their race. So I know Chris was worried about them not having the stamina for games or for practices. I'm like, it's really kind of just a warm up for them um, to go into soccer because their bodies are just different than other girls. Now, would I say some of the other girls on my team could do it? No, there's only a handful of people that can do both. And I knew that they can. And with their drive and their determination, they can do it, and they're willing to put the work in outside of soccer, even with the team not being there. And, again, that's another thing, um, another dimension. Some kids need other kids to push them at practice, and other kids can do it on their own. Um, like, for example, last year, Parker um, Shoemaker, he would push himself on his own even outside of practice. He, he, he didn't feel like he was getting enough, which wasn't always good because sometimes he just burned himself out. Um, he would go and do more because he wanted to be better. Some kids can do that on their own. 
that some of them need a team to push them there. Alexa and Madeline have that focus. They want it. They can do it on their own outside. It, yes, it is beneficial when they come to practice because then I can put them with the boys and the boys can kind of push them too. But it's also beneficial for the rest of the team. They have really changed our program and the girls have started to work harder because they see what can be done. And they have just, I'm just thrilled that they were able to do both and that Chris was working, worked with us so that they could do both. And I tried really hard not to um, have them develop any injuries. I try to really pay attention to their bodies to make sure they didn't hurt themselves because I'm for OG sports. I mean, I wanted them to do well in soccer. I wanted them to do well in cross country. I wanted the whole soccer team to do well. So I'm not going to do anything to hurt those teams because I'm so glad that they're able to do both. I mean, to have that ability is amazing. Well, you have uh, Max Middlemeyer, Ty Buckland, and the boys. They get into the regional meet last week. They both make first-team all-league. Alexa and Maddie do. Uh, Hunter Sexual and Carson Trombley both second-team. That's I, I would think that would speak to a lot of kind of what your program has been or what it's kind of building to as far as it's looked at from the outside. Yes, it has. They, and um, I've talked to the Defiance coach a couple times, and he's even said, wow, you're doing great things with the program. And a lot of it is a lot of research we've been doing, um, but also positivity and building the kids up. They have to have it mentally. I mean, it's not just physical. Running is not just physical. It is very mental. And we try to build that in them and try to instill that you got to be positive. You you have to listen to your bodies, but you, ha- you have to push through. So we work on the whole aspect of the whole entire body. And then we're just very positive with them um, because that's what they need. And I think that makes them want to come back. Like Carson, this was his first year ever running cross country. And it was so great to have him. If we didn't have him, we would not be near where we were. We never had that fifth guy on the guys team that could get the times that we needed. But man, Carson, he gave his all, all the time. And um, parts of him, he's like, why don't we run more at practice? I feel like I said, and the boy said, you got to trust the system. You got to trust the plan that they have because it works. The plan that the coaches have, it works. And then he figured that out, that it, his times were coming down. And um, so we appreciated his um, leadership on the team and so glad we had him. And Ty Buckland, wow, he did a fabulous job this year. Um, Max was a leader of that and he always tried to stay up with them and um, they both had great, great races at regionals. So, and the whole season, I, uh, I do a lot of reading about guests that are on this show. And I have to ask you about this because I absolutely love the story about it. Uh, at one point or now, I, I wasn't sure if you were still doing it, but you were the advisor for glamour gals. Tell me a little bit about that. Okay. So yes, I am. Um, glamour gals advisor. Um, we haven't started anything this year because of um, COVID. Yeah, well, um, that's a but, common theme. Yeah. Um, so I had a student come to me, Miss Flick, Hey, would you like to be the advisor for glamour gals? I'm like, what is that? Um, and basically it is, you get groups of teenage girls to go into the, um, nursing homes and, um, visit with the ladies and basically, it's more not about the makeovers. We paint their nails. Um, we can do little, a little bit of makeup. We can't do any eye makeup or anything like that. But basically, it's just conversation and bridging the gap between young and old. 
Um, and let me tell you, the very first time we went in with the girls, I went in, they were just scared because they didn't know what to expect. A lot of them aren't around elderly that much and they were uncomfortable. So I had to kind of show them, hey, they're people. They have great stories. They know so much and you can learn so much from them. And after they left, they just, the joy in their faces from the stories that they've learned and the things that they learned. It brings joy to the residents. It brings joy to the um, teenagers and they just form a bond and a friendship that it just, it brightens your day. It just makes you happy that you're alive. It, it's such a great program. I'm just so sad that we can't get into the um, homes, but eventually once cross is over, we're going to start writing letters and doing things like that. Things that are more virtual with them so that they know we're still here and we still care. That's awesome. I uh, I am so impressed with everything. And like I said, I, I read that and I thought that's such a neat story. I have to make sure that uh, we talk about that a little bit. But I can tell, spending five minutes with you, that you say something to a kid and they're immediately inspired. I might even run to the end of my driveway to get my mail right now. <laughs> oh, I'm, that would be awesome. <laughs> right? um, my wife would say that too, but it's usually just bringing in baby stuff. Oh, well, I just, I, I am, I, I like to bring joy. Uh, that's my personality. I'm a positive person and anything, um, to get the kids excited about something and especially, um, to help the elderly feel like they are special and that their lives matter and that we're there for them and to bridge, like I said, that gap between teenagers and the elderly is so important. And it brings joy to everybody. I, I love the program. I'm so glad that I'm an advisor for it. And um, wow, it's very eye-opening um, for the girls. It's I, I mean, it just, like I said, it brings joy. And Katie Feuter, I don't know, she's the one that brought it to our school. And I'm so glad that she asked me to be the advisor. And we need more things like that for these kids to do. And like I said, I would do everything that people ask me because People ask me to do things all the time. I'm like, there's only so much time in my day. But um, something like that I'm very passionate about. And I'm so glad that I'm a part of Glamour Gals. There aren't very many in Ohio. Um, there's, it's starting to grow. But now with COVID, a lot of um, uh, chapters have kind of dwindled away. I've talked to the, um, the New York branch where it started. And they're kind of saddened by that. I would like to see more high schools around the area do that because we can't service every single um, nursing facility or um, care facilities um, for the elderly. And they, everybody needs somebody. We even go to Bluffton um, to visit there. Um, it's called the Greenhouses of Bluffton. We just have so much fun visiting and getting to know the people and the residents. Well, that's awesome. I hope that on Saturday, it is a huge week for Ottawa Glendorf Sports, or a huge day for OG Sports, because with the girls, hopefully in the regional finals, and then you guys at State, uh, I wish you and your team the best of luck this weekend. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited for Alexa and Madeline, and um, I just we're just so excited to be there. And I said, you guys, just have fun. You've done the work. You've put in the work. And um, you have made such a positive impact on the whole team and even the school. And I'm just so excited. I can tell. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, and thank you for calling me. I appreciate it. I'm happy to have you talking about OG Cross Country here all around the Hearn. Premier Bank is powered by people. People like our proud and strong and wonderfully one-of-a-kind customers who trust us with their dreams and goals. 
people like our attentive employees who listen and collaborate to consistently deliver the best customer service in the business. People like those in our community who help us make the places we call home as strong as they can possibly be. People like you, who we look forward to connecting with at yourpremierbank.com. Premier Bank, powered by people. Member FDIC. Continuing to talk cross-country here on the show with Bakken's head coach, Ryan Gutman. Big week coming up this week with a state meet. And the second coach now that I've talked to in the last half an hour that immediately mentions the weather. Ryan, first of all, congratulations on what you guys are doing this year. But how different is it going to be to be 70 degrees in November for the state meet? Well, it's going to be great. And I'm sure if my kids are excited, uh, kids across the state are going to be excited. I mean, uh, being able to end the meet, uh, end your season um, with weather like this, you would hope, you know, you see a bunch of PRs. And, and I haven't been to that course yet, but I understand it's going to be fast. So I would expect some records to be to be broken on Saturday. It was explained to me that it's a pretty, it's a fairly flat course too. So, I mean, kind of uh, maybe similar running the streets of Bakken's. <laughs> yeah, there aren't a lot of hills around here. Um, yeah, that's why I've been explaining that too. Uh, we're going to go down and run the course on Friday, so that'll be our first opportunity um, to to look at the course. And you know, it, it is exciting um, when you have a, a flat course and um, good weather. And usually, when those two things meet up, uh, you're going to see some really fast times. When you uh, started running cross country, I read the story in the Sydney Daily News about your preview this year, and I I love the story. You talked about you just started running cross country to get in shape for basketball, and later to right. lose your freshman fifteen. I thought that was a nice <laughs> little anecdote. Well, it was but- actually, yeah, the uh, the reporter was actually nice to me. I said my freshman fifteen and my sophomore twenty. <laughs> uh, and he didn't put that other part in there, so yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice how it works out. It's sometimes you uh, you build that rapport, and they think, well, that that's not going to fit. But right, that, right. is that it, it just kind of why you continue to stay, and then ultimately got involved in coaching? Well, yeah. So what happened is I I, I started teaching at at Milton Union, um, and I was approached my first year to to be a coach of their junior high program. And, and I said, no, I just want to teach. I don't want to coach. And, um, and I said, basically, if you can't find anyone in a week, come back and ask. And of course they couldn't find anybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I so, bet they looked real yeah, hard. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and so they asked me to coach. I actually started, uh, the junior high track program at Milton and, uh, I just fell in love with what the sport of running does for kids. And, um, you can just see them accomplish things that they never thought possible. Uh, cause running is it's such a grueling sport and, and you really have to battle your mind almost more than your body. And so when kids figure that out, I, it's just something magical happens and, and the camaraderie amongst teams. And I just absolutely fell in love with what running does for kids. And, and that was really, that, that, that got me hooked. And I had a brother, Alex, who ran at Wright State, and so I was able to, to bounce things off of him, like with training purposes, and I ended up running a marathon, and I just I just fell in love with, with what running does for kids and, and what it did for me, too. You know, we talked about uh, the freshman 15 and the sophomore 20, and just, I thought, man, this is really, really neat what it does for everybody, and it, it, it's just been outstanding. I couldn't have asked anything more from a sport. How much does it help you? Uh, I, and I was going to ask you, is it a normal thing to where the high school coaches in cross country 
are more involved in the junior high program, or is that just something that kind of came for you? Well, I think it, um, especially at a small school like Botkins, um, it's it's more um, more common. Uh, but you know, yeah, big schools you see there's, there's other coaches for the junior high, but um, it was something that I wanted to do because I, I did start my coaching career. Um, with the junior high program and I've always related well to those kids and it is nice too that you can send the same message from the junior high and then that kind of carries through the high school so there's real no big surprises when they make that next step up and so I I guess to answer your question I I think at a small school it's more common for sure Um, but it is something that I that I gravitated towards anyway. You've got a terrific core obviously coming into this year the goal is always for the boys to get to state. I mean, they've been there mm-hmm. in the past. And when you looked at it going in, the girls hadn't made state in over 20 years. Right. How was that? Was that a concerted effort to, all right, we know what we have with the boys works because we've been there last year, sort of maybe keep yep. keeping on. Do we do things different with the girls or we just kind of continue to push forward? Well, I, I tell you what, with the girls, uh, I mean, we knew the freshman class that was coming in. And, and it's specifically, you know, like you have Brittany Arnold who who won the district meet and won the county meet, and then uh, Melanie Maurer and Ava Egbert. I mean, we we had some uh, some real talent coming in, and so when I met with the kids the first time, um, discussing the cross country season, our mantra the whole year was eleven seven twenty, and we had posters made up. Eleven seven twenty, of course, is the day of the state meet, and so we've been thinking about this day um, for a long time. And so um, we knew, I mean, that was our one goal and which is why it was so heartbreaking uh, at the regional meet, the girls finished such a close fifth, uh, but it is nice that two of them get to move on as individuals. Um, but it, that's why that was, that was a really a heartbreaking thing. Cause we, we have been at practice and I would run by the kids 11, seven, 20, you know, it's just been something that's been uh, a goal of ours for uh, months and months and months. You've been able to have success, obviously, in sending kids to the next level. How does that make it easier, I should say, to to sell the kids? Or is it everything that the program is doing right now? You mentioned about uh, seeing uh, Alan Fulham Camp and Donovan Brown sort of running around the streets right. of younger kids, seeing them. And it, I would think the success sort of breeds success in that aspect. That that is exactly right. Uh, success breeds success, and when you see those kids, I mean, uh, it wasn't just Alan and Donovan, Emma Koenig, and Brittany Arnold, and and Melanie and McKenna Maurer. I mean, people see them running around town, and then kids see them. I mean, my own kids are like, "Hey, Dad, Dad, look who's running around town!" And and there's no better feeling. And I live in Bakken, so I, I see them. And there's no better feeling in the world as a coach than to know that um, what you are trying to do with these kids, like they're, they're taking that on themselves and, and they're, um, you know, they're doing the work themselves because they are motivated and you are right. Once they see um, each other doing it, it makes it easier to get out and run. And, you know, and if we, we've had, you know, like a Chloe Flora who um, has gone on to be a, a tremendous collegiate runner. And, and so they see what our program has produced and, and they're, they're all aiming for that, which is a, a, a nice thing to, to have. I think too, watching the kids run by like that makes you feel smarter. Hey, everybody's paying attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and when I don't feel like running one day, I'm like, well, gosh, if all the kids are doing it, you know, I'm, I have to go do it too. So the old coach is out there running too. Um, but yeah, those those kids are great. Um, they work so hard. Uh, you know, we have a plaque 
uh, that I keep updated about the number of summer miles they run. And, and I have to get a new plot this year because so many of them accomplished their goals this past summer. So again, it's just, uh, when talent meets work, special things happen. And I think that's what's happening uh, right now at, at Botkins. That sounds like one of those out of the coaching handbook that they hand out, I think, when you take a job. <laughs> right, right. That's exactly right, yeah. You sound like John Zerby at Spencerville. No? Oh, He's got like a million yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, there's certain things you say as a coach, and, and but that's the one that, you know, is so so easy to believe and it's so easy to um, to tell your kids. Um, talent meets hard work. Uh, special things happen. I was always curious too about you're talking about the uh, the miles for the kids and how that uh, sort of motivates them to continue to go. You had mentioned in that article I was talking about about 700 miles on their logs. Is that a normal thing, or is that a number maybe that makes your team kind of special when the season comes around because they've already put that work in? That's it, that's right, and so. It, it's not normal. Uh, I mean, Alan Fullenkamp and, and Donovan Brown and those guys, I mean, they don't do normal things. They do extraordinary things, you know, and that's why they are, that's why they are who they are. Um, but yeah, so what we say is, you know, it's just like any sport. You can't make yourself great during the season, just during the season practices. Greatness comes from what you, what you've done on your own. And so if you could sell that message and, and if kids pick up on that message, um, you know, that's what makes uh, a team successful and an individual successful because just during the season, it's just not enough time. And, and the great ones put in work, you know, when, when, they're not, when they're not around their teammates. Did you have to change anything as far as how you prepare or how things go outside of the meet itself with the COVID impact this year? Yeah, you know, some of the things that I – it's unfortunate that, and these are just minor things that um, it's unfortunate that because cross country is such a community sport. So, you know, things like um, our parents like to tailgate at the regional meet and, you know, you can't do that <laughs> this year. And, you know, you can't have, you're not supposed to congregate around the tent and, and kids leave uh, pretty much when they're done running. So a lot of the community um, of cross country, which is what makes it one of the great sports it had, was taken away um, this year, which is unfortunate. Uh, but as far as training and things, yeah, I, have, I haven't really had to change anything at all. I, I just had to, I've had to um, reassess my plans because, you know, those kids have run so much. So I wanted to make their training meet what they had done in the off season, but that wasn't COVID related. The, the COVID related stuff was more uh, the community stuff uh, about cross country that was kind of taken away this year. Good feeling about this weekend and how teams are going to do? Great feeling. I, I always, these kids, they always impress me um, and, and they're ready to go. And again, um, you get a good vibe when they, you know, they start talking about the weather and hey, it's going to be nice. And you know, the wind is supposed to be like four miles per hour or something. I mean, everything is there for them to go get. And, and um, the message I'm trying to give to them is, Hey, getting to the state meet can't be, um, our only goal. Now we got to do well at the state meet. Now we want to do better than what we did last year. Now we want to get some all Ohioans um, on the, you know, on the pedestal at the end of the, the meet. So um, we, we still need to have goals because I think some teams, they get to the state meet like, oh, Hey, we've made it now. Now this is just kind of like a cherry on top where I'm, I'm looking at the state meet as another chance to be our best. And so, and I think the kids uh, 
think that also. And so I'm looking for a great day. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the old thing of, well, we're here. We might as well just win the whole thing. <laughs> right. Might as well. Yeah. Sometimes in the, it works in the out. nerves, right. In the nerves, um, you know, because, because my guys have been there before and Emma Koenig has been there twice. This would be Brittany Arnold's first time there, but, uh, um, we have a pack of guys that run together all the time in a race. And I think that really helps calm their nerves down. Um, because they, they know they're in a group and they're doing, um, what everyone else in that group is doing and they get to stay together. And so that, that should help them out. Uh, and, and, you know, when you boil it down, it's still, it's still running. It's still a 5k, you know, it's something that they've done, uh, over and over again. So, you know, that should help with their nerves also. Well, I wish, uh, you and your team the, the best luck this weekend. I really appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling and, uh, yeah, go Trojans. Yeah, thanks for coming on. All right, yeah, no problem. That's Ryan Gutman, the head coach at Botkins Moore Cross Country Talk. Want to come back here on Around the Hearn. Check out the new Lincoln View Athletic website at lincolnviewathletics.org. Athletic booster meetings are held the second Monday of every month at 7 o'clock in the high school Newbrick Lecture Hall. The goal of boosters is to enhance our student-athletes' and coaches' lives by providing funding and programs that create community pride by developing leadership skills, teamwork, values, and sportsmanship. That's the Lincoln View Athletic Boosters. Find them online at lincolnviewathletics.com and go Lancers! Talking about cross country here, about Lincoln View cross country with head coach Matt Langdon. And uh, first of all, Matt, thank you so much for coming on. I know it's a busy week with State coming up this week. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's definitely an honor to be on your show with you. And it's a fun week. It is busy. Um, a little bit different than normal weeks because we have to plan to leave you know, early to get down to Columbus and run the course and there's stuff at school and state gear and all the fun stuff. But yeah, it's, it's a kind of a mad week and then and then it slows down tomorrow once we head down to Columbus. Well, plus it's a little bit different too because Fortress mm-hmm. Obit's a, a flat course from yeah. what I'm being told. You get to go down there and sort of get a look at it. Much different than, especially I've been told about Tiffin where it's mm-hmm. a completely different terrain. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tiffin's probably the hilliest course that we run all season. And we do hill work all year, actually just for that reason, just for that one course. So at least once a week, uh, we'll do some kind of a hill workout. And that's the only course that we run on that actually has any kind of hills. And the state course, um, they're supposed to have a preseason meet on the new course, but it got canceled because of COVID. So I think everybody's in the same position of not really knowing what the course will be like. It looks really cool on the map. And as you said, it looks like it's flat. Um, there's going to be, I think, three or four times the kids run in front of the grandstands, which is always fun. So that's our plan tomorrow. Uh, we'll go down. We always stop at kind of a tradition. We stop at Dublin Kaufman High School and run on their track. Um, one, it's just it's a neat facility. And being from a small school without football, our kids just think it's cool to be on a big football stadium and kind of AstroTurf. So we'll stop there and practice, and then we're going to go to um, Obed's and, and walk the course and check it out uh, tomorrow afternoon. So that's that's kind of our plan. How'd the connection with Devin Kaufman come up? Do you know somebody there, or they just they were willing to? Well, yeah, it started, um, gosh, it been probably seven or eight years ago. Um, we've had this little run of boys' teams going to stay in the old cross the old state course was over in Hebron. So it's like a half hour east of Columbus. 
And it was just a massive drive to get all the way over there to practice and then get back into Columbus. So um, it really just became a matter of convenience. We drive right by it um, on 33. So I contacted their coach and we just, we made a connection. And so it seems like every year I'll just email them and say, Hey, uh, we made it again. Can we stop by and, and practice on your track? And um, he always has, have to, they, I know they have kids and teams that are also competing. So it's kind of neat just to, for our, you know, division three athletes to see a division one facility and just some of the track and cross country history that, that Dublin has. And so it's, it's a neat tradition for our kids. Um, so that's just been, I think part of any sport is just having these traditions that you want to try to keep doing. And that's one of them. It's just a small thing that we do that the older kids can, you know, say, Hey, we did this and we take pictures there and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a neat little, little thing that we do every year. Well, speaking of tradition, I, yeah. I love this story because obviously this is the one thing everybody's going to ask you about this week, but I would be remiss if I didn't fourth <laughs> year in a row that your daughter that you coach yeah. qualifies. Uh, that's got to be. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's a source of pride, and I love the yeah. the uh, interview you did with Mark Allstetter and Lima News. Oh yeah, about this. There's no bigger uh, person for cross country than Mark, and he does an amazing job. Makes my yes. life a lot easier trying oh, to do yeah, these interviews. Absolutely. But I mean, you just <laughs> have to be as a coach and as a dad, just on yeah. cloud nine. Yeah, there there really is nothing better. Uh, and my daughter, Madison, she, I know she's my daughter, but she, she works as hard. Well, I as hope so any, by this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, as any kid I've ever, ever coached. And you might think, well, behind the scenes, because I'm here at home with her, I'm telling her to go do this and that, but I don't. Um, she, she is so self-motivated. So to know that and just to see as a dad how much she does, um, on her own is just really humbling. And it's been, it's been fun. You know, she's able, she was able to go down with two girls teams her freshman and sophomore year. Last year she made it by herself and it was unique. It was you know a little different, but then this year um, because of COVID we practiced in pods of, of eight. And so Madison's pod was the varsity boys team um, because in the summer she was honestly better than probably half of them at that point. And so that just kind of continued. And so for her to make it to state and then the boys to make it with her has really been special. And she even told me this week um, how much that has meant to her and how much fun it's been. And the best part, I think, for me is probably this week because you have to be so engaged in the coaching part, just the, you know, the, the training and the mental part of it. And, and this week, that's, that's all kind of done. I mean, I've already done instead of everything that I would ever need to say to them. So I can back off of that, I guess. And step I'm out sure of that they role. will attest to that. Yeah, and, and they, 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 they sense it too. That I, and even Saturday especially, um, I will just complete. Well, the boys' race will be first, and then after that, I will just be dad. And I remember when, um, when my oldest daughter, Brayden, and Madison ran together at State, I just couldn't keep the emotions out because you just – you kind of hold them back. You don't want to, especially this year, her being a senior, I just don't want to think about it's the last of this and the last of that. And so I've not done that. And, but there's going to come a point, I think, on Saturday where you, you have to just recognize that this is the last high school racer for a career. And it's going to be good emotion then. And probably it won't be emotion that will affect 
how she runs because the race will be over and I'll probably be crying while she's racing. She won't know. I don't know, but, um, oh, but it's, been, it's been amazing. She'll know and she may be crying too, but I don't know, but it, it is, if anybody ever has a chance to, to coach their child, um, and, and then just have some degree of success. And it's, it's been an amazing journey with, with both my daughters and I just can't wait to, uh, just to see her smiling. And this week is different. She's, there's a certain pressure, you know, going into the regional meet that's not there at the state meet because you've made it. And so this is very enjoyable for her and able to relax. So it's, it's been a, a fun week so far. Well, it is kind of funny because as you're talking about your daughters and about them being self-motivated at the house, the only mm-hmm. thing I can think of is you are quite literally having your daughters get up and run away from you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Maybe the that's only true. person that understands that. That's true. That is very true. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> they they really would rather get up and run out of the room than just to yeah, have to hear from dad. And they do. Yeah, and actually, yeah, it's, and it works out well because usually at home, um, my wife does the talking about sports stuff because I don't want to. Like, I don't. I'm not that. I've never been that kind of dad coach where we're going to come home and talk about the race and talk about strategy and stuff. So that's my wife's area. So when things get kind of weird, I let her. <laughs> She deals with all that, and I just get to walk away myself and kind of detach from all that. It's, it's worked out so far. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because now my wife is a huge sports fan. I joke. Uh, it's not really oh, okay. a joke. I'll be honest with you. She's probably more knowledgeable than I am, but um, <laughs> we're getting ready to have a little girl in February. And oh, immediately, thank you, as you're saying this, I'm thinking, all right, these sound like <laughs> tips I might be able to use. You might. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, there's something to be said for um, just understanding who's, who has what role. Obviously, like the girls know stuff in the team that I don't know about, things that kids say, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And I don't want to know that stuff here at home, so she tells my wife. And so um, that's how we deal with it. Like, if you got something to tell someone, tell my, you know, tell your mom. And then if it's that important, she'll tell me. <laughs> that's how we've, we've gotten through so far without having to hear all the complaints about how hard practice is and how... You know, how the coach is a tyrant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have to hear all that from, from the other kids. I just hear it from my own daughters, but that's okay. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because that, I guess, would help you. You mentioned about how you're able to put things in little boxes. Mm-hmm. That helps you do that and just sort of put the other mm-hmm. ones in the attic of, I'll come back mm-hmm. to those. Yeah, and then I think that's important. Um, and I, I want her and both girls in Madison to be able to you know, be part of the team, enjoy all that, and not feel like they can't be themselves um, because their coach is also dad. And, and the same thing for the team. I don't want them to be afraid around my girls that they can't be themselves, that, you know, that kind of stuff. And we've not had that dynamic. I think we've had a trust with the kids on my team and, and my two daughters that it's just, it's a, a lot of sports are, but I think cross country develops this family atmosphere. It's just a different dynamic. There's, you know, there's no bench like everybody, participate everybody does everything together and there's a different feel to it than maybe some other team sports where there's a line drawn on who plays and who doesn't play and so i think some of that they become like brothers and sisters in a lot of ways so it's, it's pretty cool well i've always kind of found that fascinating because it's a lot of coaches will talk about guys or coaches that coach boys versus girls mm-hmm. of girls coaches mm-hmm. will say well you couldn't coach boys but i mean you mm-hmm. kind of get a little bit of each side with the way cross country works that you find out what works and what doesn't on both genders. 
Yeah, and they are very different. That, that is true. Um, the way that I coach the boys' team is very different than the girls' team. The team meetings that we have, um, I learned early on that we can't really have them together because it's a different dynamic. Um, how how the girls emotionally invest in the sport is different than what the guys do and how you can push certain buttons with the guys is different than the girls. And it's been neat. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I had an opportunity to coach at a smaller school where I can do both. And we still have, like we go to cross country camp together, boys and girls, we do everything together, but there are moments where we have to separate and there is a different dynamic on each team um, which I like that because it, it's, it's a balance for me. And, and having two daughters, my only kids are two daughters, so I, I understand a little bit how how they work. And so that's been neat to work with the girls' team. But then I don't have any sons, so being able to kind of be a mentor father figure um, to the boys is just a neat part of my life as well. I get to experience that with, with these young men. You had a big group of boys this, this year, and you go mm-hmm. in – to the regionals last week and it kind of obviously didn't work out they go anywhere from 24th to 154th but yeah. it's it, it's such a variance of where they're at mm-hmm. and kind of how that's been uh, what does that say about your program though you're able to take so many kids up there to that regional yeah it's it's been it's been good i mean we we have been very fortunate with um kids that especially on the boys side that want to participate and we have you know golf and soccer as well we have a, a, a large number of boys that play soccer so we've been fortunate to have kids that, that want to participate of all different ability levels and especially with boys you know they're i've had really good boys that in junior high were not very good um, i've had state qualifiers that in junior high were not very good so i, I keep telling them you know just stick with it you know, the, the boys tend to grow and physically mature a little bit differently. And so they, they can see, you know, when they're young, some of the juniors and seniors that are having success that maybe weren't thought of as awesome, you know, athletes when they were younger. And so I think that's a, a draw for the boys team. And it's just, it's hard, it's hard to get there every year and to be successful. But once you're able to do that, it just creates this, um, I guess, expectation and maybe more of a belief because they know, well, those guys did it. So why can't we? And that's that's a huge part of, of any sport, really, is just the hard work. And then you have to believe that all that hard work will pay off at the right time. And, and we've been fortunate that it has. Well, I hope that it all pays off this weekend with mm-hmm. uh, some gold. Yeah. yeah. And I hope you enjoy yeah. this weekend. I mean, since most of the coaching's done, you're kind of able exactly. to just sort of soak it all in and create those memories. Oh, yeah. That's just the best part. I tell the kids, like, we get free food now. And that's why I coach so hard. <laughs> I go down and get free food. We go to Krispy Kreme in Columbus. Like I have my plate. So we're going to Cheesecake Factory after the race. So I tell them, it's kind of a joke. They think it's funny, but I mean, come on. That's about the few perks we get. So right. I don't Krispy have to do donuts. anything this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Cheesecake Factory. I mean, who doesn't want that? So, um, and we just, it's just it's a blast just seeing, seeing their smiling faces and I mean, all, all athletes work hard, but I mean, we started this back in June and this year with all the COVID stuff it was hard it was even that's just very stressful from day one to navigate through all of this and to now be at the end which we didn't think we'd have an end and there is and we made it to it and it's just so rewarding for this group of, and the boys are so young and it's just going to be a lot of fun just can't wait to get down there tomorrow and, and the weather's supposed to be great just to watch them race on saturday yeah, who thought you'd get 70 degrees for oh, a state yeah. championship game in <laughs> no, november never and the whole week's been i mean usually it's 
you know, 20s and 30s and awful. Like every year we've gone down, it's been terrible. But um, this whole week has been more enjoyable. Tomorrow's supposed to be nice. We can walk the course and just take our time, you know, and not have to be all bundled up and rush around places. So it's just an added bonus to what has been a very stressful um, trying while, even back to track where track got canceled and all these kids were track kids. And so to have a chance to compete again and then get to the very end is just incredibly rewarding for us. Well, I uh, I wish you the best of luck both as coach and getting through as dad this weekend. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, That's Matt Langdon, the uh, cross-country coach at Lincoln View. We're back with more here to wrap things up in just a few. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Not only a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics, but thanks to Doug and the uh, staff at My Place, big supporter of this show and everything that goes into it. Uh, big thank you to, as I look back at a year of this show, all the folks that have been on it from beginning to end right now, getting ready to start year number two of the show next week. I'm excited about this, and I'm glad I'm able to sort of reach outside the box and be able to bring in some folks who maybe may not have gotten a lot of press. And both the uh, gentlemen cross-country coaches, and Ryan Gutman and Matt Langdon that I talked to, mentioned that same thing of, you know, we don't get a lot of calls except for this time of year. And I'm so happy to be able to have great people on this show, also uh, talking to Holly Flickinger, Ryan Gutman, Matt Langdon, and Nick Wilson about everything going on this weekend with soccer and uh, cross country. We've got uh, more things coming up with basketball not all that far away uh, next week, the state semifinals and uh, football as well. But listen to or uh, maybe uh, get to as much sports as you can. Local sports is where it's at. And a big thank you to all the folks who helped make this show happen. And uh, thank you for listening. Have a great night and an even better tomorrow and a great year. And uh, be smart wherever you may be. Here I go. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.